RadioInfluence.com. Well, I must say, this one is going to be a little bit different. Good guy. Good guy. Unbelievable story and stories. And if you get a little squeamish, there's plenty of lead up to one particular story where he lost his leg. It's okay if you fast forward or you might want to, you know, whatever. You'll you'll know it's coming when I ask him about his uh, accident many, many, many years ago. The former one-legged pro wrestler turned his life around, actually, after this motorcycle accident. And now he provides legs, prosthesis for mostly kids that have lost their legs, and he's doing, it's just, he's unreal. Big, strong, good dude. Good day, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. This is the Rock Stops Here podcast. Thank you so, 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 so much. All right, I just got back from NFL training camp with the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am going to have a new podcast separate from this separate from this it's going to be tw- it's going to play 24 hours leading up to buccaneers kickoff all right we're still coming up with the name it's separate deal than this one i'm still strong here with the rock stops here interviewing celebs athletes former athletes media types how did they make it what about life after being at the top that type of thing i'm going to keep going with that but i am going to be on a daily basis over at One Buck Place covering the Tom Brady-led, defensive-led team, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, I'm going to bring on my guest here in a second. Let me give a proper lead-in, but real quickly, and I'll hit this on the back end. You know what? I, 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 are you like me? Did you get a false sense of like... Oh, once the vaccinations are out, man, people are getting vaccinated. We know and we, we know everybody isn't going to get it. We know that. Maybe do we hit 70% in this country, 65, some of the herd immunity. It's going to be done. We're, hey, we're vaccinated, man. We're back to normal, back to normal, back to normal. We ain't back to normal. I don't know if we're ever going back to normal. And it's evident, to, you know, when you go about your daily life, if you got your routine, you wake up at your time, you might have your coffee, you do whatever you got to do. Do you go to the store? Do you take a drive? Do you get right to your job? Do you work from home? Do you go to your job? Do you go to lunch? Do you do all of this stuff you got to do? Do you do whatever you do with your wife or your spouse or your girl? You try to have fun on the weekend and you just go about your life and you might be in your same circle, small circle, you know, and you just don't realize. But like for myself, when I get out at an event or covering, which I've done since I'm in my early 20s, which is a long time ago, covering professional and college teams, when I get out, that's when I realize, whoa, look at all these protocols. Look at this. Look, you can't go here. You can't go there. And it's, whoa. And now I don't know about you, but I know several people that were fully vaccinated that have gotten it recently, this COVID variant. And now hospitals are filling up again. And, you know, so, I mean, are we ever, is it, is it, is it like, you know, the nine 11 thing, like, you know, security changed at airports and things. And is it, 
are we ever is it this it you know but anyway i tell you what i, I i'll talk about that I, I won't get into x's and o's with the box or the nfl or all that jazz but just the difference give you a little behind the scenes that's what i like to do i will bring you inside what it's like to be inside an nfl training camp but we'll do that on the back side let me welcome in now steve chamberlain chambo You'll notice that he's got a Massachusetts accent, that Boston accent. (laughs) Big, strong man. When I met him about 10 years ago, he was a trainer at the Nastyville School of Pro Wrestling. Brian Nobbs had a school, Nastyville, in Clearwater, Florida. Largo, Clearwater, Florida. And... This guy was so damn strong, built like a brick shithouse, six, three and a half, six, four, about 265, strong as hell, muscle. And I noticed I, I was hanging around with knobs and knobs. I, I like knobs. We did some stuff with knobs at our TV station that I was at. We helped him. He helped me. He got me Bret Hart, Hogan. Although I, you know, uh, Ric Flair, woo, all that. So we were, we became friends, Nobs and I. And uh, so he was starting this wrestling school. I went over to this place, an old gym. I started working out there and I'm watching as he's training these all different walks of life. One guy was a lawyer. Another guy was uh, this and that. They all want to be, they want to be pro wrestlers. And they were paying Nobs and Nobs was training them. And at the time, Hogan had just gotten into TN, TNA. Do you remember that? That's a former a wrestling, professional wrestling group out of WWE. He was at TNA. And Knobs, uh, the Sags and Knobs, he, he brought them in. But anyway, I digress. But I'm looking at this big dude, and he's in the ring, and he's strong, and he's throwing guys around, and he's training them, and he's off the ropes, and he's and he had sweatpants on. But he had like the T, T, you know, the, oh, I can't even say it. We used to call it a, uh, an Italian T, different name when I was a kid. What, I can't even say that now, even on a podcast. But whatever, maybe I'll play it safe. And how can you cancel me? But anyway, <laughs> he looked like he was, he was building a brick shed house. Good dude. And the first time I saw him or two, I didn't even realize he only had one leg. Yeah, you know, he had a fake leg, second leg, but he was wearing uh, long pants. And you would never know the way he came off the ropes, the way he was in the ring. You would never know. He, He only had one leg. So it's an unbelievable story. Okay. He never, he, he made it to the WWE for a couple of days. There was a mistake. WWE had signed the wrong one-legged wrestler. In the end, they probably, they should have signed Steve. Oh, my God. So he tells that story. He also tells the story when he was riding on his bike, on his motorcycle, and how the horrific accident that he lost his leg, he thinks it's a blessing that he actually lost his leg because it was not a lot of time of woe is me. And what he has now done with his life, because he was getting in trouble at that time. He was young, as he said, he's doing stupid shit and he was getting in trouble. And it just, he sat in that hospital bed and he he, he thought, I'm not going to be here, man. And just, bum, why me? Why me? That would have been me. Oh my God, I lost my life. Why me? Why me, God? No, 
Now, so here he is, the former one-legged wrestler, now with his organization that he started. They've been going at least 10 years strong. I remember when he started this thing, 50 legs. Here he is, Chambo, Steve Chamberland. the great Steve Chamberlain 50 legs you've been doing this now over a decade Steve helping out mostly kids buddy it's been September's 10 years you've been with us since day one when I had the when we were training at Hogan and Knobs at wrestling school Rock Ryder would be there lifting and we'd be in there just doing our thing training the guys and you know that was before I started the charity oh, shoot that was in oh that was forever ago that's when the gym in the back there. Oh, you know, you know, you know it. All right, let's let's start. Steve Chain, well, you know, I, I did it in the intro, letting you know what he does, and we're going to get into that and what he does, which is so great, giving these kids and amputees lives, man, with prosthetics, with 50 legs. But you were a former athlete. I know a former pro wrestler on, on the independent circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also were a trainer at Nastyville School of Wrestling with the Nasty Boys. Uh, I see you played a little amateur hockey, semi-pro football. So yeah. you were you were an athlete up in Massachusetts, right? Oh, correct. Yeah, man. That was, you know, like, you know, I see this lightning and I'm like all excited about this. This is just amazing. First of all, because one of the Bruins brought it here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm highly respect and love that, man. And, you know, you just... The one sport I can honestly say I miss is hockey. Because okay. wrestling, I wrestled with one leg. So I could still do that today. So to just to, I want to I want to stand up on skates one more time. And I haven't skated and I lost my leg 21, uh, 22 years ago, 1999. So it's been 22 years now this year. It was 22 years. I always say, Phyllis, you know, Phyllis. I suppose the best. And I, and I said, do you miss it? And he always says. Hell yeah, I miss it. I just didn't like getting, putting all the gear on. That sucked. <laughs> it was a pain in the ass. Well, they didn't have much gear back then. <laughs> Shit. Look at their teeth still to right. this day. Right. Dude, the best. I remember growing up a Bruins fan, Espo, you know, you'd see, you know, like from Ray Bork to Ricky Middleton, to Bobby Orr to just the best. Terry O'Reilly, you know, the goons, Cam Neely growing up after that, you know, watch Amashia now is probably my favorite just because he's such a little shit, you know, he's just, he's just, he gets under, he's the one guy that you want to kill, but you'd feel bad because he's only five foot two, 107 pounds. Without a doubt, without a doubt. But yeah, it's, I'm a huge, I'm a huge, uh, you know, obviously I've been in Tampa Bay for 20 something years now and I'm a huge all sport that Tampa Bay have. My heart's still with the Bruins and sure, Red sure, Sox, of, of course, course. Of course. But, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, my friends, all the local friends, all the pro athletes that I know, I mean, I'm still good friends with a lot of pros locally and they were all just great guys and doing what they do. And the wrestling people, you know, like Hulk Hogan still does a ton of stuff for my charity from day one. Like you've, you've been around them with me at the school, Nastyville with knobs and Jimmy Hart, X-Pac. I mean, all the good guys, you know? Right, right. No, it's because of you. It's, it's what you are. All right. So you were an athlete. You were also, what do you think, what do you say, like a little bit of a rebel rouser? And you, you know, you, you oh. were living the life, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, was, oh. I was more than a rebel rouser, brother. Listen, <laughs> proofs in the records. But, you know, it, it's, it. you know, you're talking, you know, when you're a kid, you know, I was, you know, I, I got a lot of people that look me up now and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you did this. I'm like, yeah, that was my past 
Everything that I've been in trouble for was before I had my charity. Never been in trouble since I had my charity, nor would I jeopardize my charity. So when people judge me now from something I did, you know, over 15 years ago, you you, you just got to move on. Like, it's like being a politician. You know what I mean? Get over yourself. Right, right. All right. So, you know, obviously this is audio only and we'll have pictures on social media, but you've got one leg and it happened. In a motorcycle accident. Yeah. Can you can you go back and tell us? Yeah, Steve? yeah, of course, man. So back in 1999, it was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it was actually Memorial Day, and uh, one of my good friends used to babysit me. Her name was Kelly Jobson, and uh, she's like, I just got my bike done, lowered, stretched. It looked amazing. She's like, Hey, take me for a ride. I'm like, All right, let's go. Let's go to my uncle's house, like ten minutes away. And now we go up there. It's a beautiful day, you know, like 90 something degrees. Finally, she's like, I'm going to go get, let's go get my kids. So I was going to drive her back to get her bathing suit, her kids and my friend that I was supposed to meet her brother. And we were going to go for a motorcycle ride. Okay. So on the way back, she's going, this is the best day of my life. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? This is, I haven't been on a bike in 20 years or whatever. So we're driving around the corner and a guy went through a stop sign. I kicked my leg out to protect myself, thinking I was protecting myself. My leg got ripped off right there at the scene it was hanging from the grill i'm in the middle of the hot top laying on the hot top didn't feel anything then because you're you know your adrenaline's phone i didn't know my leg was gone yet i tried to get up to go after the guy and i fell over twice and now you gotta remember i was lifting wrestling i just out of wrestling with killer kowalski's in malden mass i was 295 wow. six three jacked out of my mind wow. So I look over and then I see my leg hanging from the grill and that's when I just slammed the ground. One of my buddies, I literally was not even, I don't even know, like 30 feet from where I was turning when I got hit. 30 feet tops where I was turning. I was in first gear going less than 15 miles an hour when I kicked him, it was just the force of him coming and 15 miles an hour, me this way and that way. You know, it was a 1999 Dodge Ram. I remember like it was yesterday. No. Yeah. No, no. So anyways, I look over, I see my leg hanging from there. My buddy come running across the street, grab my belt and we both tied my leg, you know, stopped the bleeding. It's matter. I was getting screaming at this guy. Like my blood just flowing across the road. So, you know, like, you know, like that's 20 to 1999, bro. And now I look at it and there's not a day that I don't wake up in the morning. Thank God it didn't happen to me. If it didn't happen to me, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I can fact that I would have been dead or in jail. And that's just, you know, I tell people all the time, I embrace my stupidness because now when I talk to people, I can say, hey, listen, you know, this is, there's only one way in this, brother. It's either death or prison. And um, I'm not going to prison. So I like it's it's cool that I live the life that I lived, but it's a hell of a lot cool being on this side when people really like you now. You know what I mean? They, no, they, they don't man. see me coming down the road. Go, oh shit! Is this guy gonna beat me or what's he gonna do to me? Now it's like you know, like everywhere I go, somebody knows who I am from the charity. You know, they're like, right, hey, right. great job! How, how many kids you get? Like, how many legs you get now? How many this? I'm like, well, we're almost at six hundred now in ten years. They're like, oh my god! You know, wow. so it's it, wow. dude. But you've seen, oh, I know. dude, you've seen the like the front oh, page of the St. Pete Times, fifty legs under scrutiny because I've got the file with the Department of Agriculture, and they go from my past and don't ask me about it. They just assume that I did what they said. It was a fifteen hundred dollar trailer that I stole. They said no. the guy owed me thirty grand. Oh, and really? that was the, nobody oh, really? knows the truth. No. So like when when the St. Pete Times wanted to do the story on me. They asked me and the guy, I told the guy the whole story. He's like, well, do you know 
you get a file with the Department of Agriculture? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. I definitely didn't know that. But now we make sure we file every year. It was just another lesson learned in life, bro. No, like, you, the, your attitude is incredible. Yeah. I'm assuming, though, Steve, and I think when we talked to you before about this, it, it really looking back on it, it didn't take you that long to flip the switch and go, okay, I lost my leg. Okay, no more woe is me. Oh, no. Was it about a year? Was it two years? No, 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 no. It was way before that. Oh, it, really? Yeah, no. It was It was so... When I when I lost my leg, nobody, not one company in, in Massachusetts would help me. All of New England would help me. I literally was given up, dude, because I didn't have insurance. I had no money. So, sure. I, you know, I was a 29-year-old just, you know, like nowadays, you know, back then I was living the life. I was, you know, I'd make $1,500 a week. I'd spend 1700 partying right. with my friends on the weekend. Right. Just the way it was, you know. Right. And I was the guy that was buying everybody beers, shots, you know what I mean? Just I being, see. being, just being stupid, you know. And then, and then, you know, like, um, I don't know, man, it's just, it, it it's a blessing now. I just, I, I kind of laugh at everything now, like, because it's it's so fast forwarded, you know what I mean? Lose my leg. And then you're like, what are you going to do? Like you're sitting in the hospital for a month. I was in there 30 days and I go, I'm sitting in there. When I go see people in the hospital now, I tell them the same thing. This exact words. I say, I wish I had me 20 years ago when I was in the hospital and not nobody to talk to, not what to expect. I don't know what to do with a fake leg. You know, I had all these people coming in. Oh, you got to go to this company. And and, and dude, 99% of the companies out there are all about the money. Wow. And that's why I've been blessed with the prosthetic company in Orlando that I use. I fly wow. everybody, the Boston bombing survivors that I get legs for, all the kids, the lawnmower girl, the lawnmower kid down in Sarasota. Like, I think we've helped over 15 kids from lawnmower accidents. Oh, it's beautiful. Cancer. Beautiful. I mean, you know, crazy jet ski accidents. I got a kid from Hawaii that got eaten by a shark. I mean, the stories that I got are just yeah. never ending. Yeah. Never wow. ending. Wow. There's nothing when you see those videos. No. Nothing like it when they're running. The kids, you're giving yeah. them life. Now, I did mention a former pro wrestler. Now, and I've seen you in action and I've seen you train and it was amazing. You used to wear long like yeah. sweats and I could not even tell yeah. them that you only had one leg. But you... We're training under Steve Kern yes. in Florida. Yes. And there was a skinny 140-pound one-legged wrestler named Zach Gowan yeah. years ago. And there was a mix-up. And poor oh, Steve again, Dude, you, how life turned. Can you tell that story, that Steve? That right there was when I got depressed. That's when I went through my depression. Oh. That's when I got depressed. Even more I, than the leg. Way more. Losing my leg was nothing rock, honestly. Um but, you know, I get emotional still to this day about it because I trained so hard. I did. I moved from New England to Florida chasing a dream. Not that I expected to get signed or get a deal with WWE. Mm -hmm. But when 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 Steve Kern, you know, was like, hey, there's some big shots looking at you. I'm like, like who? You know what I mean? The big show would come to our school. Christian Edge would come to our school just because Kern was so known. And that was the only school around. Gotcha. You know, they had the Blancos out farther away. But, you know, everybody local that lives in Clearwater, like Christian Edge, all the big names, like the big show, all those guys would go to Kern's when they hurt. I see. make a comeback. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So that was like their little place. So anyways... Um, Johnny Laronitis gets wind of who I am and I'm a big who jacked up guy. Who is with WWE, Johnny. Entertainment, yeah, he yes. hires and fires everybody. So Got it. He goes, uh, call Steve Kern. Steve Kern calls me and says, hey, listen, 
uh, the boys want to check you out and, and they want you to do a tryout at the Florida Sundome. So I'm going, huh? I've been training for a year and a half, like a year, like before yeah. Kowalski's and then coming yeah. here. And I'm like, damn, you know, this is in my hands. So, you know, yeah. I'm my worst enemy right now. I got to just go to the gym. I trained, you know, I go to the, I go to the tryout. I wrestled Hugh Morris and then another girl just to see if I could wrestle both ways. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yes, yeah. not, not hurt anybody. You know? Right. So anyways, I do my tryout. I killed it. I did, uh, you know, see Prime me. He goes, bro. He goes, if you didn't sign your net, if you didn't sign that deal, nobody will. And then, uh, and then he goes, don't get bummed out. <laughs> don't get bummed out. They'll probably call you in a month or two weeks or three weeks. Right. I don't know, but just don't get bummed out. Just keep training. I'm like, all right, cool. Johnny Laronidas calls me the next day. He goes, Hey, he calls me like my personal cell phone. I had, you know, his voice. Hey, yeah, Johnny Ace. He goes, yeah. He goes, Hey, how would you like to work for WWE for three years? Whoa. So I got the three year deal. Whoa. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Thank you so much. So I called a bunch of people from Boston excited. Sure. The guy that was making my leg at the time excited. Um, and then, and, and then, uh, they sent the contract next day, the contract to me. I signed the contract next day to back to them. They paid for it all mm-hmm. before the friggin'. Bef- wasn't even three, five days or whatever the hell it was. Johnny mm-hmm. Laredo just calls me and goes, Hey, buddy, we hired the wrong one legged guy. You gotta be kidding. We're gonna hire this guy, Zach Gowan, but stay in shape because we're gonna bring you in at some other deal. And, you know, and then Zach Gowan just had a shit attitude and went in there and ruined it for everything. All the whole deal got ruined right away. He just didn't wanna, he thought his gimmick was too good to lose. And I'm like, dude, you're a buck 30. Right. Like, what are you legitimately gonna do? X Pac, what are you gonna, you right. know, you can do a moonsault. Woo! You can't pick my ass up. You know what I mean? Like, so like, he, he you know, he, he just, he ruined it. He, he ruined the whole deal for both of us. Was um, it true that Paul Heyman was the one that actually uncovered it? Was it yeah, right no, at the no, time or no? No, 100%. Yeah, okay, it was okay, definitely okay, Paul Heyman. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, oh it, you know, and God, then, but the sad it. part is, you know, the worst part of the whole, the whole deal, uh, Rock was, you know, they, they, dude, there was two of us. I'm 6'3". Goatee, everybody, you look like Stone Cold. Do you look like Goldberg? Yeah, yeah, Back then, look, I did. Look, I'm like, you're right, I did. You know what I mean? So, like, when, when, when they, like, how do you, I mean, do your research before you give somebody false hopes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I help so many kids and I see what they would go through if, if somebody ever did that to them, mm-hmm. where I would, I would, I would kill Johnny now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ever did that to one of my kids, I get legs for, mm-hmm. I would go to his house mm-hmm. and beat him to death. Like, mm-hmm. legit. Because I know what it feels like to, Call your friends. And there's people I haven't talked to still to this day that I told that I got a WWE contract and lost it. Still to this day, there's people I don't talk to. Swear to God. Not that it... I understand. I think it was more that I was embarrassed. Yeah. And I never wanted to admit that I failed. Because I trained so hard. You know what I mean? That's, oh. a, that's, a, that's just being true. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a true story. Jimmy yeah. Hart brings up the best. Jimmy Hart tells my story better than anybody. Does he really know? Dude, he'll tell people... <laughs> And this guy can move and, and he lost his contract to the other one like a guy that could just do a flip and get dragged around the ring by people and his leg ripped off like so you know, like you know like Jimmy's what 78 he's unbelievable you now know. when I saw you which is it's at least 10 years ago now you were in there training with Brian Nobbs oh, yeah. in, in the Nassieville school I remember Hogan at the time took TNA yeah. there was still hope in your mind at that time I think Right? No, yeah, no, no, no. That you could still, yeah. No, 100%. So Hulkster's like, he's like, hey, 
I got a way to bring you in, da-da-da-da-da. He's yeah. like, hey, I'm going to have you be a homeless guy cleaning windows in front of TNA, and I grab you, and we're going to bring you in, and I no, got like, and I get, yeah. So, like, so that that was kind of the gimmick, and then I went to TNA. Uh-huh. I wrestled, um, 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 what's his name, son that passed away? Um, There's been quite a few. Damn. The young kid, uh, Oh my God! Right, well, Rick Flair's son. Oh. So I wrestled. With, I was wrestling with Rick Flair's kid. What, like a little tryout? And yeah, stuff? just a little thing. And, oh, and then okay. Eric Bischoff's kid, Garrett. Okay. So I did a little thing with them. You know, it's so funny wrestling these guys. You know, like everybody wants to put themselves over. Yeah. They're like, "All right, I'm gonna win." I'm like, "I don't give a shit, dude. I'm 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 trying out." Like, ah, but nobody's here. You're gonna win in front of what the kids. Are. I see. Like, I, I was see. just I was laughing. I was like, yeah. "All right, I'm gonna." And then this is my finish. I'm like, dude. How about we just doing a tryout? Like, what do you want me to do? Want me to come in here, roll on my back, and you can pin me? You won, yay! It was just, you know, some of the guys. It's funny. So there did there did come a time. Oh no! You, and, and, you, you, you know, know what it was? And you were involved. You were really everybody. Yeah, well, I built extra, FCW. You know. I built Florida Championship Wrestling. I built that with Steve Kern. I built that. I painted it. I built it. Oh, I didn't know I built that. The studs. I did everything in, in Dale Mabry. I built that. This is we did before, that. for you Ray wrestling fans, wrestling fans, no, before yeah. the NXT and before the yeah. training center, yep. it was Florida Championship Wrestling. It was in this warehouse in uh, in Tampa. Dale Mabry. And I didn't know that. I built that. Now it's a Johnny Jumple place. Kids jump on the oh, trampoline. Okay. I built that place. Yeah, wow. I built that. Yep, I hired wow. all the plumbers, the electricians, everything. I painted it all. Uh, me and Steve Curran, I'd worked there night and day. Um, you know, and, and Curran, you, Curran always had hope for me. Yeah. And then, you know, when Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, all those guys, I'd train, I'd go there on Saturdays and take Sheamus' super kick just to help him train. Wow. Ted DiBiase Jr., his brother, you know what I mean? Brett. I mean, I've seen him, I've seen, that was when the best crew was there, when Florida Championship Wrestling was there. It was amazing, Because everybody worked together. Billy Kidman was there. The Bella Twins, you yes, know. Yes, um, yes. It was when, it was when there was more superstars at that time that didn't even know they were superstars yet. Like Seamus, I knew he'd be something. You Drew McIntyre, right? yeah. well, Drew McIntyre, all those guys. You know, it, they just had the it factor, and you and you've seen it. Yeah, I think Titus O'Neil might have been through there too, or was that after you? Titus, no, Titus was there. Yeah, Titus Daddy was there. Bullard, he yeah. was just so damn big. I mean, I can't. He's just, and he's he's a good dude. I don't. Oh, he's unbelievable. He's Thanks, just guys. a good guy. He's yeah, doing yeah, so yeah. well for himself. Bless his heart. You know, yeah. he really is. He's doing great for himself. And you know, seeing Drew and and, and Seamus still doing it after all these years. You know. Yeah. It's it's. It's, it's definitely a different breed now, you know, like at, at, at Steve Kern's school, we had um, Dennis Knight, Midian. He was one of the acolytes that used to wrestle with Undertaker's best friend, right? So Dennis, he was trying to make a comeback and uh, he would train at School of Hard Knocks, which is, it was a, uh, it was a, a garage, old garage, 8,752 degrees. Wow. No bathroom. You gotta be kidding me. Dude, it was nothing. I've honestly seen when we trained in there, I've gotten sick out back. Sure. I don't even know. Like, I trained every year, I would say at least 20 times. I've seen people pass out. You know, we used to do this thing called, you know, man in the middle. It was called monkey in the middle, but you can't say that nowadays. Right. It was called the man in the middle, which was the one guy in the middle, two guys in each corner, and you do a spot. Meaning you'd go, everybody, you'd have to wrestle everybody. So you, if your spot was lock up, shoot him off, tackle, drop down, hip toss, arm drag, body slam, you did, you do that one time, 
and then they give it to you. Then you go to the next guy, you do it the next one. So you'd have to do it eight times that spot. Oh my God. And Kern was like, it, Jimmy Delray and Kern. Kern was a stiff dude, bro. He He's was tough. But he was, he got the best out of you. And that's why I think everybody that's, that got, that is blessed enough oh, to have Kern I in their see. life. I see. Got it because they were ahead of the game. Isn't that something? So you, you had your ring wind. Dude, I played every sport in the world football, hockey. But, you know, yeah. not good at basketball, but I played it. Uh-huh. Uh, so we literally, the wrestling was the hottest scripted, but the hottest thing in the world you'll ever do. Oh, is I, wrestling. I always say by seeing you guys and seeing training oh. and those guys that are so good that you see on TV, even yeah. if it's eight, they make it look easy. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's incredible. But it is now like the guys you see on TV, like, like you, you could see those guys, they could have a 30 minute match. Where if I went in there now, I couldn't even have a 30-second match because you get so, when you lock up, the second you lock up with somebody, you're so, your adrenaline just goes, and then you forget to breathe. That's why if you ever seen Hogan, Hogan told me years ago when he used to wrestle, you'd see him go, because they used to talk to each other. So if you're talking, you're breathing. Ow. So if you're talking, you're breathing. So Hoaxer said, I, you'd hear him. Like, I remember going to see him years ago uh-huh. when he was wrestling at the Sundome, actually, uh-huh. and then you'd hear him. When he was telling somebody, all right, shoot you off, blah, blah, whatever he's telling them. Well, you can hear but he's breathing. But you can hear him if you're in the I see, I see. You know, other guys with the long hair love it because you can just play, yeah, I'm going to do oh. this. You know, when we get <laughs> up, never thought shoot that. me off, arm drag, hip toss, <laughs> couple boots, reverse, you know what I mean? Come back, you know? And so, you know, Hogan, you, how the heck did it start? Getting to know him when you were at the Nastyville School yeah. of Wrestling, that because he was friends with Knobs at the time. That's right, yep. and that's how you got to know him. Yep. And he has really been uh, in your shoot. corner with fifty legs, has he not, Steve? Dude, Hulk Hogan? Nobody, I don't care. You know when I hear people talk about that man, you can say whatever you want. That man is gold, gold. You know, you know, and he's he's offered to help me. Like I've never asked for nothing from him. Like. You know what I mean? I just, I just never felt, you know, like, dude, I've been on his boat. I've ate with him. I've gone to dinner with him. I've met his his wife. He gave me his Viper to do at the Meekum auction. I mean, we're close enough. I could call him right now and say, oh, he called me. He was getting some stuff done for his back. And he goes, hey, what do you think of this? I'm like, ah, great. Get it done. I know the guy in Sarasota. He's a great guy. So it's, it's, and now, you know, like with everything we're doing right now, dude, it is just a blessing. You know, there's still days when you're sitting with them, you're like, holy shit, I'm sitting with Hogan. No, or he calls, yeah. you know what I mean? You're like, Hulk Hogan just called me. Wow. You know what I mean? No it's doubt. like, no but with the charity, he's done, you know, I, I can't even tell you how much money he's given us, like of, you know, signed autographs. I have two belts in my truck right now he gave me the other day. Really? I got stuff in my office. I mean, he's just, and he never asked for nothing. He, like this times he's like, he's gotten the same girl that had cancer that he met Four years ago now, he met her at he met her at a, a restaurant. The father came up to her, and she's got a halo on her leg. They would try saving her leg, uh-huh. and she had the big rods, and it she had cancer. And uh, the girl, the the father went up to Hulkster and goes, "Hey, my daughter wants to meet you." Hulk and goes, "Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> sure, she does. She don't even know that I ain't John Cena. She don't know who I am." So, anyways, Hogan goes, "So what, what's going on with the leg? You know, because he's such a caring guy. He really is, like a hundred percent the most caring guy you'll ever meet. I've seen him cry for the charity. Trust me, I've seen it personally. I've hugged him when we were crying together. You know, when we get all that money at the Meekum auction, you know, that man was like." Chamberlain, you did it. I'm like, no, bro, you did. He goes, you're my hero. He's like, he says stuff like that. I mean, he's just, 
It's That's cool. Beautiful. Uh, it that is, is beautiful. dude. It is coming from that man. It's like wow. You know. So, anyways, the little girl, um, the father. You know, Hogan calls me. Goes, Chambo. I got. A, I got. The, I just met this amazing little girl and her dad, and they got cancer. They didn't lose a leg yet, but it doesn't look good for. Her. I said, but whatever it is, that kid don't ever pay for nothing. The family now they're in Washington State. The father she can get for the charity. So Hulkster goes, whatever the fights cost, if she wants a swimming leg, if she wants a leg to throw at people, if she wants this leg, if she wants that leg, get little Nat, whatever she wants. I'm like, dude, whatever you want. How about that? Yep. So he's been buying her leg for five years and nobody knows that. See, he's probably going to get pissed at me for no, saying that's, this. That's, no, that's, <laughs> no, he doesn't, I think he'll appreciate that it. That is great. He's been helping that kid. I mean, but the money he raises throughout the year, it's not just one kid. It's probably like 10, 15 kids a year from what he gives to the charity. I see. But I the see. one little girl that met him, it took, you know, like I said, he's got a huge heart. Yeah. Seeing this beautiful little kid with cancer. And it's like, you know, and, and the father's like, calls me and it's like, hey, is this really Steve Chamberlain? I'm like, yeah, what's up, buddy? He goes, I got your number from Hulk Hogan and I have his number. <laughs> And I don't want to call him, but is he serious? I'm like, did he give you his number? I go, what are the, what's the number? I'm like, what's the digits? Tell me. Yeah. It was really Hulk Hogan's phone number. So I said, holy shit. How about that? I said, dude, that man doesn't, he's a pretty, pretty secretive guy. If you got his number, good for you. Yeah. 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 But he's not a guy that's just going to, I mean, right. like somebody would sell it. Oh, to forget the tab. it. Like, forget I don't, it. anybody want to sell it? I'll sell it. How much money you got? <laughs> so now, now knowing you and I see what you do and you post, this is a pretty big operation, 50 legs on where it is, yeah. all that you've helped, but all of the money that you get, man, you still, this is not, you're not just sitting back in an office and, and with all your flying here and there and they're bringing money. You still work damn hard every yeah, day, don't you? As I, a painter, buddy, you had an Achilles, you had, Achilles, six you had this, ago. it's yeah. something else, and you're, yeah. you work hard during the day and then do yeah. the 50 legs, right, yeah. Steve? No, 100%. Yeah, I don't, I'm never like I, I'm not a big fan of that. Like, you know, and I have huge charities reaching out to me to do stuff with me, and I just won't do it because of their their past. You know what I mean? Um, I just I've I've done this ten years now, and it, we got a pretty solid, good core of people that believed in me. Um, I met a lady a month ago, and. Uh, one of her friends was at my golf tournament and she said, this guy goes up to everybody's and shakes everybody's hand. And just, I asked him some question about the chat. And she, he said to this lady, he's like, you really got to look into this, this lady, Kim, I won't say her last name, but her, mm -hmm. lady Kim. And she looks up the charity, sees some videos. Next thing you know, Fidelity investments call on the charity. And I'm like, huh? So I'm like, what do they want? She donates a hundred thousand dollars. Right. This is just a month ago. She donates a hundred thousand dollars. We found out who she is. Um, one, of the, one of the ladies that helps my charity, Samantha, calls her and says, hey, um, thank you so much. You don't know what that did for the charity. And she's like, oh, that's just the beginning. I really want to meet this guy, Steve. <laughs> she's in for a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, <clears throat> I, 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 via text, I thank her very much. I said, you know, this means so much to me. And what we get to do and, and she's like oh I looked you up on this this and we know you're at 87% give back and we know this is this and then she knew everything about me she goes I know you passed so tell me the story about this and I told the story about the, the, the trailer on it and she uh -huh. was like she goes yeah that's why I hate the media 
Well, that's why. That that's why I hate the media. Oh, that's so. You know, when, great. when they get something on you, yeah. you know, instead of saying, "How about let's do a ten year anniversary on Steve Chamberlain's fifty legs and helped over six hundred people," how about that? Instead of saying, "Oh wait, he might mess up again," oh my oh, god, you know what I mean? Nobody no, wants. They want the bad shit. Nobody wants know. a good story. That's why with the reality show, come we're doing. That's why. It's all good. Are you able to tell us about that a yeah, little bit? See what's I, yeah, happening with we you, own, man. We own it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's 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 yeah. So what we're doing is, like, I think, you know, we we see so much, so many people with two legs doing amazing things. Which which Paralympics? I mean, the Paralympic. I mean, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And, and and I have so many kids that do junior Paralympics and do just do amazing things. After you know, little Ireland, the little girl that got yeah. run by the lawnmower. Yes. Her story is, you know, is very sad. She was sad. two then, she right? Was How old is she now? Like 10. No, 11. She's 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been wow. 10. She's been with me nine years. So, yeah, she's 11. Holy crap. No, 12. 12, 12 years old. Holy moly. How about that? So, you know, I go to her. I went to her last year. Well, because it was during COVID, actually. Uh-huh. They did um, cheerleading competition in Orlando. I went to it and watched oh, her cheerlead. Oh, I saw you picture because my yeah. daughter oh, used to be. She wasn't in the last year, the yep. Pinellas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I got to go to that. You and drove just see there the, and went there. 100% and me, Steve Arkin, and little Sammy, the other awesome. little girl that I take to church with me. Awesome. So we got to do all that. So it's the gist of just like showing people you know, there's more to life than just a wheelchair that, you know, like a lot of kids, like older people, I notice get comfortable right. and don't want to wear a prosthetic. You right. know what I mean? Right, right. Or they don't want to do this. It, it To me, it's just, it, it, it's crazy. You know, my application's simple. I just got an application from a 32-year-old woman today from um, Maryland. Uh-huh. And uh, she she called me. She got my number because I I give everybody my phone number. I don't care if my phone rings twenty four hours a day. I give everybody a phone number. She's like, "Hey, my name's blah 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 blah. I lost my leg um, uh, three weeks ago. A truck hit me. I was walking. A truck hit me. Sit didn't see me, but he hit me, uh, and I ended up losing my leg above the knee. Uh, and she called me. and She just started crying right uh, off. Right? And then you know like. It still kills me. I still tear up and I cry with her. I'm like, listen. I said, sweetheart, listen. All I'm going to tell you is this. I got your back. Wow. Don't worry about prosthetics and how much people are going to try to charge you and what they're going to tell you they can do for you. I said, prosthetic companies come out of the woodwork when people are in the hospital. They just come. It's like an attorney. That's terrible. You know what I mean? It is. It's disgusting. And no doctor in the world should be able to tell you, hey, go see this prosthetist. Mm-hmm. You ain't missing your leg. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, don't like, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing about the show. Like, I'm really adamant about not saying you have to go to prosthetic and orthotics of Orlando, POA. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that. Uh-huh. But if you got a limp and you got a pin system and you're below the knee, you got a shitty ass leg. And that's a fact. And that's all these big prosthetic companies do because it's quick, it's simple. And, you know, years ago, like, we're so advanced with mm-hmm. the prosthetic, with the feet, yeah, with yeah. the foot, and yeah. just, just the systems that, you know, I mean, these kids doing the Junior Paralympics. We have four this weekend in Colorado. We're going to shoot for the reality <sighs> show. Four. Four little girls. <sighs> One of them's sponsored by Toyota. Oh, that's great. At 12 Steve. years old, sponsored by Toyota. It's You're, you're the man. You're but the I mean, man. but Rock, it's, I tell people all the time, you know how it was to be an ass growing up? It took a lot of work to be an ass. <laughs> it did. Being this way, this is simple. I wake up in the morning. Hey, what's up, man? I go to breakfast at the same places. They see me. They're like, oh, my God, he tips so well. I'm like, yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate it. Like, I'm thankful. I'm, I go to church every Sunday. 
I go to Indian Rocks Baptist. I'm thankful. I wear this cross proudly, you know, and, you know, I thank all our vets every day, bro. I thank God I lost my leg in the morning, and I thank the vets for being able to to do what they do so we can have this conversation right now, and we can go tomorrow. Like, when I fly out tomorrow, I feel safe. Because we ask, we're the, you know, we're the best country. In, well, I don't know. we used to be the best country in the world. Still, still. <laughs> now we're still amazing. Steve, let's end on that. It's 50 legs. You can Google Steve. If yep. you just Google Steve Chamberlain, Google 50 legs and you'll see. Is there anything in closing that you'd like to end with at all at all, Steve? Do you, you have know, any advice I, I, to people or anything you want to say at all, Steve? You closing? know what, Rock? I'm just going to go with this. How about all I want to tell people is like, if you're missing a leg, it hurts. I'm not saying you got to call 50 legs. You can go and get a second opinion. It's like all the kids and stuff that we have canceled that, you know, I've seen them struggle on. I mean, we've lost, I don't even know, four kids to cancer in the last, uh, yeah, 10 years. It's sad. I mean, I got a lot of, I got a couple of vets that took their own lives. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I get it. I, I know the struggle's real, bro. There's days when I got my infection on my leg and I'm like, God, joy, I'm down again, you know? So I get it. But there's, there's, there's so much better out there and you, with the prosthetic companies and technology and just the people locally, you know what I mean? Uh, attorney Fran Hosh, man, I can't, that woman, dude. When COVID happened, she kept my charity alive. Oh, no. She is by far one of the most giving, amazing people that I know. You know, um, like today I was telling you, like I, I, I got the all the girls a surprise for, and I call Julie Weintraub and I say to her, I said, Julie, you got any good deals I can get? I got to buy four. I want to get diamond earrings. They or, have, this is not a plug. They have the golden diamond source in Tampa Bay. And well, been, on, is it a, that's St. Pete? Well, it's, is it called Tampa Bay? I right on Omerton. But I mean, this is now, you know, around the world, national podcast. Oh, yeah. so people oh, outside right. of Tampa Bay. Oh, so I'm sorry. This, yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, this is golden diamond source. She and her husband, and, and they t- do so much, man, for yeah. the Tampa Bay community. Always 100%. Have. So I, I got the, I, I, you know, I shot her a text because she was away. And I said, hey, Julie, I said, is there any way you can hook me up with something like. Sure. Not, not, I don't want nothing free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, but if you can give me a deal on something, I want to get the girls. She's like, okay, well, I got all the, I got the manager, I got this girl, and Melissa, you know, the beautiful girl, Melissa, that got stabbed a bunch of times oh, that, that, yeah. that works with Julie. Yes. Hands across the bay. She still works with Julie. She worked on it. So I got four of the managers, four supervisors, you know, Melissa working on it because Julie said, hey, I want the best, whatever they want, let's get it. So we get it, and they gave us like 70% off. I mean, it's, I mean, dude, I wanted to take it for free. And I'm sure that Julie was probably heading that way. And I'm just like, you know what, dude, you do so much for the community and all these women that, that have been abused. And, you know, her yeah. charity is amazing. Hands Across the Bay is amazing. And it, it, for her to still give to other charities, that's just a stand-up person, you know? That really is. Well, Steve, you're a good man. I can't I thank you enough for doing this, man. You're a great guy, man. Thank and you, buddy. you got to love Rock Riley, baby. <laughs> He's been doing this a long time, baby. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, bro. So Steve is a good dude. He ended up going out to, right after we taped that day, he flew to Colorado. I believe it was Colorado Springs, like this Paralympics. And he had a bunch of kids. Uh, I knew some little girls and one leg and they were competing and they did really well. And he was there for days and shooting this reality show. So when it, when all the details come out, what happens is they, there's, they're, they pitch, you know, they shoot these reality 
shows and then they pitch them and it's big business. There's one or two that already definitely want it. I'll let you know all the details and you can, you can check that out. But those were some good days back in the day with knobs and Chamberlain Chambo and the Nastyville school of wrestling. And I'll never forget. Uh, he Nob said, Hey, Rick Flair is my friend. Rick is going to come and talk to the kids, uh, to, to the guys that are in this wrestling school. And he normally doesn't do this. He only does it for his friends. And I said, oh, could you ask, see if it would be okay if I could interview him? Because I was at a TV station at the time, Bay News Run. And he's like, I'll ask him. And he told, and Nobbs called me back. He's like, yep, he said he'll do it. You know, not too long, just a little low-key, you know. I said, great, thanks, man. So I went the night that Ric Flair was coming to this Nastyville School of Wrestling in Clearwater. And he shows up. And he goes into the bathroom and I had gone into the bathroom at this. I didn't know he was in there. Right. And he was in there and he was like pushing his hair back, combing his hair back. And I looked at his boots and it said RF, like the Ric Flair. And he just looked in the mirror and I didn't bother saying anything. You know what I mean? I'm not geeking out or anything. Bother the guy. And I'm just like, wow, that is woo, the nature boy, Ric Flair. And at the time he was still wrestling. Okay, go back about 10 years ago. And I went out and I saw what he was doing in the ring. And I'm telling you what, this guy has had back surgery. He's had all this stuff. He's 60 something. And he was flipping around and training these guys. And right there, and there was one guy, Lance, who I really like. He is back out in Kansas now. He's got a little wrestling he had a wrestling school, a wrestling, uh, what do they call him? A little territory out there. And Lance, but he was a young kid. His father drove him from Kansas. He was going to go to Cotton. No, he wanted to be a pro wrestler. And his father drove him from Kansas to Clearwater, Florida, to be at the Nastyville School of Wrestling and be trained with Steve Chamberlain right there, Chambo. And I'll never forget it. Flair's like, all right, we're going to do some exercises. You know, let's go. Don't drop down 20. And Lance could not do 20 like he was a little weak in the arm or upper body and i mean flair was like you can't do 20 how old are you like 19 years old and you can't do 20 push-ups. i'll tell you what next time i come back here to nastyville school of wrestling you better make sure you can do 20 and way more than 20 for me and you could see little lance a young kid like 19 rick flair like whoa and sure enough he was <laughs> wasn't long after that he was banging out them push-ups but it was just really, really cool to see. And then there were so many that came through at that time. Um, this midget wrestling. No, that's what they called it. They wanted to be called that. I know in this day and age, that's not little people and all that jazz. It was a guy named Johnny Green. He has since passed away. They were shooting uh, an episode of the reality show with them. It was called Micro Midget Wrestling. That's what it was called. Micro midget wrestling. They, they, they want to be called that knobs actually was in a van with those guys for like two weeks or something like that. Traveling around. <laughs> I think he said that he had dreams of those guys in his sleep, those little guys, but I never, for, I, for, I, I was over there at this place and I remember I walked in, blah, blah, blah. Nobody, and they're shooting this reality show with the midget wrestling. And I remember this little, the a little person, you know, one of the wrestlers, and he comes out and he's got a suitcase and he comes out and he's storming out. He's mad. He's supposed to be mad. He went well, and, and he comes out the door and then they were like, ah, go shoot that again. And I'm like, oh, so there's, it's, they're shooting it, 
It's not really scripted, but they kind of have an idea of like, we're going to do this scenario. Go ahead. You try that. Do that. Do that. And I remember, I think I even brought my son at the time. Now Hunter is 24, who, by the way, thank you, Hunty. He helps me with all my technical problems that I have when he visits and comes down. He only lives like half hour away, but he's here once a week. Maybe and I'm, I don't want to bother him every time. Can you do this? Can you do that? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I put this on this timeline? Hey, how, how can you set the, you know, but he was so 24. So he's probably like third, probably maybe he's 12 years ago. He's probably like 12 years old. And I remember he was blown away seeing these little people wrestling and a reality show. Then there was also this, a documentary on Hogan and they used the place at uh, this Nastyville school of wrestling. And they were shooting some of that. And I was able to be there in the background. And then there is, and then I'll get off the wrestling and we'll move on. But there's an independent wrestler that is a great guy, but he's a, he's a wild character. He was for a very short time in WWE Kizarni. Google him, look him up. He does, he's out in Vegas now. He used to live here in this area. He was like, helping out training a little bit and kind of hanging like these guys would come through any wrestlers former you know they kind of come through you know and he was just a character and now he does like uh you know he's got all the tats he's got all the paints it's more of like a a show like almost like a rocky horror picture show wrestling show that he does i know he's friends with jake the snake he also got married that marriage had not worked he got married to a wrestler, pro a female pro wrestler, and she was popular uh, back in the day. And Jimmy Hart performed the the nuptials, and it was done like in a parking lot over on Clearwater Beach. Like I, I, I don't even hysterical. And so I walk in this gym one day. This is like ten years ago. I was working at Bay News Nine. I, I take a break. I go over there in the evening, and I, you know, my dinner break, and and check out what was going on. And I go, what's going on in here, man? I see some cars in the parking lot because nobody went to this place. And because it, it was in it needed rehabilitation. Anyway, I, I see all these cars in the place. What's going on? Oh, the bachelor party. Kazani's bachelor party. The bachelor party is here? So I start working out with the weights. I go up to the second floor. They got a big window and I look out. Here comes the mother of the bride. The family, the brothers, they're coming in with flat gifts and stuff. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. It wasn't the bachelor party. It was the rehearsal dinner. Was at this wrestling gym. No, I kid you not. Oh, my God. So I was like a fly on the wall. So they ended up, this was great what Knobs did. They put together a little mini wrestling show with the trainees, the, 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 the guys that are going to this wrestling school, Nastyville School of Wrestling. And they're going to put on a show and Edge, Edge, who now got what came back into the WWE. If you follow wrestling, guy's a handsome dude. He was really good. He was out because I, I, I know he had an injury. I, it might have been even a concussion. But anyway, he since came back. But at the time, he had just he was just leaving. I think the WWE. But he was friends with Kazarni. They're Canadian. They grew up together, and he never forgot him. Even though Edge made it big. And this guy was on the independence, his buddy. And so he was, he might have even been the best man, but I, I know he came to the, the re- re- rehearsal dinner 
there was no dinner, rehearsal night at Nastyville School of Wrestling. And he came, <laughs> he came in, he did a run-in. They had the wrestling school. They had a little audience of those that are in the rehearsal dinner and family and friends. So they got to perform in front of like a little live crowd, a couple of uh, folding chairs that they sat up. I just meandered into the back near the wall watching this thing. I'm like, this is a, this is hysterical. And this is a rehearsal. And the family of the her, you know, is sitting there all proper. And Nobs' guys are doing their show. And I, w- I saw coming out of the bathroom, it was Edge. But he put a mask on. And he came in and he ran into the ring. And he did something to Kizarni, who's going to be the groom. And they and he did a gimmick with a fake, uh, a fake pe- a pe- a penis, a dildo, a, a fake thing, you know, fake thing. And then he did something. And he ran out, and everybody was rolling. And I'm like, this is the funniest rehearsal dinner I have ever seen. So with that, I will move on. But thank you, Steve Chamberlain. And I'll keep you updated. And if you ever want to donate, get involved or anything, or just see what he does, just Google. Like I say, Google 50 legs. Hogan has been involved with this thing. Like he said, Jimmy Hart, he's still really good friends with knobs and he's just a good dude. The two things I took out of that where he said it was a lot harder to be, to do stupid shit, to get in trouble when he was young than it is to live the life that he lives now. He's got the same woman. She's very nice. He works. He works his ass off as a painter uh, in the heat with one leg. And then he had a damn Achilles problem. He had to go to the hospital. He had on his good leg and you had nothing can keep him down. So Steve Chamberlain, 50 legs, what you're doing, man. Thank you, Steve. I really do appreciate it. All right. Let me get you to my little story here going over to One Buck Place, realizing that We ain't done with this Rona. We ain't done with any of this. We ain't back to normal. Let me tell you. So I, you know, the thing is, could I get credentialed? I'm not with a day-to-day organization media affiliation right now. It's me. I'm doing my thing. Rock stops here. And so I contacted Steve from JoeBucksFan.com. I did video. I worked with those guys a couple of years back when it was my first year out of being at a station for 18 years, uh, Bay News 9. And so it kept me in the game. I did video reports, did my own editing, shooting, all that jazz. Because I thought I was going to try to get back into like a local TV station gig and da-da-da-da-da-da. So anyway, I kept in good contact with them. I have a good relationship with Steve. And I said, Steve, I'm thinking about doing something. I want to do something with the Bucks and cover them. What about video? So we this has been going on for a little bit. And he's like, all right, well, yeah, you could do something. You could do something. And uh, let me think about it. So we're trying to see what the protocols. And it's like, he said, but if you can get a player on video with you once a week, maybe we could do something like that. But what I'm hearing is the NFL is like a little leery of letting media get close. Like, man, I don't know. You know, I said, well, I can always do a podcast. I can write. I'm not really a writer. He's like, no, that wouldn't be a good idea. I he shoot you straight. No <laughs> writing. I never seen your right. That would not be a good idea. No podcast. What about doing something game day? You know, it's the end of the week. 
What about leading up to game day, a podcast that's going to run 24 hours up until kickoff? I love it. I said, I love it. That's a little bit different, but I want to be credentialed to go to the Bucks because I don't want to be just like any other fan or there's so many of these websites where you just get everything off the internet. I want to be able to go and see, you know what I mean? I, that, all right, we'll work that out. So we worked it out. He called me back. We got a sponsor and I was like, beautiful, beautiful. All right. So it's not that easy to get credentialed. See the NFL, it's a bill. It's a multi-billion. It's billions of dollars and they don't want media to get close to their players. Hell, they're having a hard time getting everybody vaccinated. They can't officially say you have to get vaccinated, but we're going to make it real hard on you. You're going to be fined. You can't be here. You can't be there. How's a player not going to do it? There's coaches, as you've seen. One 63 years old, not with the Bucks, a 63-year-old coach. He's like, I'm giving up my salary. Boom. I'm not getting the knee. I'm not getting the vax. Another coach. I'm not getting vaccinated. A couple of players. And it's a, it's a short lifespan. In the NFL, the lifespan is like three years. Wow, you're going to give up a couple million dollars of one-year salary? It because you, but okay, I'm not going to get into it because it turns political. You do with what you want with your body. That's 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 the way I look at it. I believe me. I'm getting vaccinated. I did. Now, when it comes time for the booster, I'm getting it. That's me. That's me. All right. You do what you want to do. So, uh, it's tears, like to be able to get over to one by place. Nobody is allowed inside the building. I understand that. I'm fine with that. Nobody's allowed to go in a locker room. I understand, totally understand that. Um, and they're limiting how many are going to be able to be credentialed, even outside, even at a distance, even not even to be able to conduct interviews with the players, just to be there to shoot a little bit of practice and watch it. And then, and then you got to go. And I was like, am I going to even qualify for tier three? There's tier two and there's tier three. And so you got to put in your, you got to show your vaccination card, send that over. You got to fill out all your stuff. You got to have whoever at your organization do, you know, fill it out for you, all this stuff. And then you're on a waiting game. Then I didn't even know if I was going to get, you know, credentialed. And then you're waiting, waiting, waiting. And then it's coming Friday and now Saturday, it's the day before. So I'm doing a thing with a little internet radio show, a startup, uh, St. Pete Radio. They're trying. They do a lot of local bands. This one older gentleman uh, reached out to me. He used to be in Iowa. He's just trying to stay in the game and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, should I help him out? Yeah, I only met him one time, but I, I really don't know him. But you know what? He seems like a nice guy. Sure, I'll do it. So we did that. It was at this sports bar, Ferg Sports Bar, right across from the Tropicana Field on a Saturday. And I went down there and had a nice time. There was this brewing company that came by. And I'm, I'm on the air with this gentleman. They they put a nice, beautiful, delicious beer in front of me. And I'm like, don't get any better than this. Uh, but anyway, and then I get a text. And it was like from Steve, he goes, have you heard anything from the Bucks yet? Now, this is the day before training camp opens. Training camp opens on a Sunday. No, I haven't heard anything. And he goes, oh, well, you know, we're, we have, but don't get down. I said, maybe I didn't make the cut, Steve. He goes, don't say it like that. They're last minute with all this and blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Then I see some tier A uh, member, no, tier 
B tier two, tier two members, the the B ones that are there. This is on a Saturday. They're at the facility one buck getting a COVID test. Wow, you gotta get if you qualify for tier two. That's the top level tier. It's only a real handful of limited media types. If you qualify for that, if they think you qualify for that, you have to get a vaccination. No, you have to get a test the day before, go there in person to be able to go in then. How about that? And then I, so anyway, I was like, oh, looks like I, boy, I don't see anything. Looks like I didn't qualify. So I was waiting around, waiting around, waiting around, waiting around. I'm like, wow, looks like I didn't even qualify to get, but you know what? It's a different time. I'm just, you know, going to do a podcast. I'm with Joe Buck fan. I'm also with Tampa Free Press as their sports reporter, but I didn't even put that, you know, and 7.08 on Saturday night before training camp starts, Sunday morning, early 7.30, I get an email. You have been selected as a tier three for tomorrow. and. You go through all this, blah, 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 blah. You can only bark over here. You wait over here. You will be far away. Once it, once it comes time like to do interviews, you have to leave the premises. You're not even allowed to be like 10 foot away from the tier two people that are interviewing outside. You cannot. You cannot even go near there. Look, I'm not. I'm, I'm just, I just wanted to give you a little behind the scenes of when people say, oh, we're back to normal. It's things are normal. No, they're not. No, they're not. And it's, it's like, whoa, it's a reality check, you know? Um, but it's, it's trying to keep everybody healthy and safe. And again, it's big business. I don't, they can't. Did you, you heard what Roger Goodell, thank you. Did you hear what Roger Goodell had said that, man, if you, if your team, if they're, if you bring in a positive in that, if you're coronavirus, you bring it in to the building and there's a couple that get it and you, you for you can't play that game. <laughs> there's going to be a damn forfeit. They're not going to be making up games at the end of the year. No, there's going to be a forfeit. And the other team is going to play that team. They lose. Imagine getting a loss like that, but Hey, this is the light. This is where we're in right now. And I'm not going to get him any further into it. Cause it turns into a political thing and oh, it's a hoax. And there's no such thing as this variant and it's all bullshit and it's like a flu and it's nothing and you believe what you want to believe but i'm just telling you wow there's a lot to this to be able to try to do your job but i'm in and i am now a tier three and you wait oh and you got to give your credential back i actually went to my car and had forgot you know i said oh 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 i don't want to break any rule man i don't want to be kicked out that's how it's hard to get in here and i went back to the tent and the gentleman was real nice. I said, anybody else do this on day one? He goes, about three or four. Forget to give your credential back. And then you wait to the night before for the next day. Am I in? Am I in? Am I in? Am I able to go and cover them this day, today? That's how it goes. Oh, my God. You know? So I'm happy to be there. I am going to be there. I'm going to cover them and give you all the insight all year long all right one other little quick story we'll we'll make this we won't make this too long here today did you ever hear of the show american chopper orange not american chopper oh my god that's documented orange county choppers i used to love this show now i'm not per se a motorcycle guy my ex was my buddies were 
I used to, I rode on the back of a motorcycle from Jacksonville all the way up to like the DC area in Maryland and in rain on the back of a damn hog, small hog. <laughs> it wasn't a big hog years and years and years ago. You know what? That's for a different story. That's an unbelievable. I will tell that at another podcast. I don't want to bog you down on too many of these boring ass stories. That is an unbelievable story. But let, let me move ahead. But I loved Paul Tuttle Sr., Paul Tuttle Jr., the other cast members, of course, Mikey, the son. I loved Orange County Choppers. I never missed an episode when they were on Discovery Channel. I loved them. Loved them. Now, I started out in radio in Sussex County, New Jersey. That is the upper, upper, uppermost, furthest north county you can get. High Point State Park. There's a big monument. You're at the top of New Jersey, and you're in that tri-state area. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York. It's a small, small, small market. And that's where I started. I ended up staying there five years. And so I'm a little bit familiar with Orange County, New York. I was there recently when I flew into this Stewart International Airport. So anyway, that's where Orange County Choppers were. There was another reality show out of Los Angeles. Remember that? And I I read where Paul Tuttle Sr. from Orange County Choppers used to drive him crazy because they would confuse Orange County, California, Orange County, New York. No, Orange County, New York. Well, a lot has gone on since that show on Discovery Channel. There was a spinoff. Tuttle Sr. and Jr. had a fight. Father, son, they had a lawsuit. They didn't talk for years. All that jazz. They have since talked. I think they even built a bike together. So anyway, I notice that OC Roadhouse is a new biker bar restaurant in this area where I live. I'm like, OC Roadhouse, OC Roadhouse, Orange County Roadhouse, Orange County Chopper, Paul Tuttle Sr. Paul Tuttle Sr.? What? Does he live down here now? So I like their Facebook page. This is where Facebook comes in handy. This is where social media comes in handy. I like their page. I noticed and I start looking through there. Oh, they had their grand opening this, you know, this like two weeks ago. And the guy that runs it takes care of their page. He did a little walk and talk. I'm like, damn, that looks big. It's open. A lot of outside area. Oh my God, that looks great. So I'm following them. Next thing you know, I see Paul Tuttle Sr. will be signing, will be taking pictures on Tuesday, July, whatever day it was, 20th or something like that, uh, from noon to two. I'm like, boom, hope maybe I could get him on my podcast. So you know what? You got to hustle. Nobody's going to, and no, they don't know me from Adam. You know, it's easier when, when somebody from the area know, oh, yeah, you were the sports guy, used to be on Bay News 9. Hey, man, I remember you. Then it's a piece of cake. Unless they didn't like me. You're a jag off. You're too nice. Uh, whatever. But they, this Paul Tuttle, he doesn't know who I am. The OCC, this gentleman, I don't think he's from, I don't know if he, I don't think he's from this area. But anyway, so I set it up. I went down there. I posted a picture on my, my media, social media at Real Rock Riley, Twitter, Instagram, Rock Riley, Facebook. And 
I had a backpack. I have my Zoom and I have my two microphones and I have my headphones because you never know. I'm like, maybe, maybe I can see senior and say, hey, Paul, you know, I'm a local, can you do it right? Can you do five minutes, 10 minutes with me? If you say five, you get them 15 minutes, you got yourself a podcast there. So I'll bring my stuff. And this is the point that I wanted to bring up to you guys. There is a huge difference between local celebrity and a celebrity on a nationwide, international, you could see it anywhere, like Discovery Channel or something like that. I remember what I, what I, this is kind of a segue, when Snoop Dogg, you know Snoop Dogg, he came to Tampa Bay with his uh, elementary school football team, the Snoop Dogg All-Stars out of LA. They played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, formula, the All-Star was the coach. The Tampa team, they crushed the Tampa team because they were together. They were, they were All-Stars. This was picked real quick around here, but whatever. But I remember he did a press conference at a high school. It was a Super Bowl week going way, way back. And I went to cover it. And Mike Allstott was also there. Now, Mike Allstott is a huge Tampa Bay celebrity, Buccaneer fan celebrity. He is loved here. Well, Mike Allstott came out uh, and it was at a high school. And they let the kids come out and they put them up in the bleachers in the field. When Snoop Dogg came out, This, there was every student in this high school in Tampa followed him like the damn Pied Piper. And I just looked at that and I'm like, now that is celebrity. That's what, oh, and by the way, when they came out of that van, Snoop and his bodyguards and entourage, oh, (coughs) it was like Cheech and Chong. But anyway, I digress. So let me go to now uh, Paul Tuttle Sr. When I pulled up to this place, in it's, it says St. Pete. It's, it's Clearwater slash St. Pete, 49th Street North. I'm very familiar with the area. I used to live right down the street, past the county jail, right, right down the street. And when I pulled in, this is a Tuesday, 90-some degrees on a regular Tuesday from noon to 2. I got there around 1. I didn't want to go early. There was a line waiting every spot in the parking lot. And it is a big ass parking lot right next door to a big ass brand new Harley Davidson showroom. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. It's gold and huge. And it's Orange County Choppers Museum. A lot of his bikes, the memorabilia. Oh, my God. And then if you are a bike motorcycle aficionado you got to check this place out and there he was they put him up on stage so i'm assessing the situation i got my backpack with my two microphones my shore microphones and my zoom and i'm like hmm hmm hmm. you know what you know what looks like this is how it's gonna go down let me get online let me be the last one online that way i'm not cutting in front of anybody anybody want let me be the last online and let me just Hit him up real quick. So the line is moving. I'm noticing Paul Sr. is smiling. He's he's looking. He's got a uh, ice water up there, and he's got these pictures that are already signed. Paul Sr. of himself, you know. And here's how it goes now in 2021 for meet and greets. The GM of the bar stands there, and when you walk up the steps, you're next. You're next. You give him your phone. He takes a picture of the celebrity in you on your phone and then he gives your phone back next 
phone, 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 phone. That's how it goes. Because everybody wants a picture to post on their Instagram, on their Facebook, on their Twitter, if you're on your TikTok. So, I mean, that's how it goes. I'm like, dang. So, if you're running any kind of meet and greet, be prepared. You're going you're gonna to handle everybody's phone. It's so funny. It's 2021. And, and Senior couldn't have been nicer. So, I walked up the stairs and I'm like, here we go. I had two business cards I took out of my, my, my wallet and I just, and I started walking up and I real quick and I said, hello, Paul, big fan. How are you to the gym? I said, listen, I'm a local sportscaster, TV radio guy in Tampa Bay. Any way you could do a podcast with me? Like just five minutes, man, five minutes. And he's like, mm, yeah, yeah. I saw oh, great, great. And I said, okay, well, it's just like, you know, I just say like five minutes and he goes, oh, I can't today. Okay. No problem. Who would I set it up with? And the other gentleman says, oh, just go to Orange County. Just go to Social. And Paul Sr. looks at me and goes, or my wife. I'm like, wow. At his level, he is his wife handling his like PR. But it was real cool. So I didn't want to bother him anymore. And I got down. Boom. We got a picture. Boom. I said, Paul, again, I am a huge fan. He goes, thank you very much. Real nice. Real mellow. And I said, uh, I was just in Orange County, New York, man, two weeks ago. And he looked over and he grinned. And I don't bother him anymore. And I go down the steps. So now they were finishing there. I went in, washed my hands. We still got to do that all the time because, you know, you shook hands. Wash my hands. And then I came back out and I noticed the gentleman that runs OC, OCC, OCC Roadhouse was up on the stage just tidying up. And I figured, and I went over to him and I said, I got to tell you, your place is amazing. And it is huge. So spacious. Now, if you're thinking about owning like a restaurant or bar, make sure you got a big outdoor space, man. I'm telling you. And uh, they do. Outdoor, indoor, everything next to the Harley. And he goes, oh, thank you. And I said, you know, I told him Orange County. He goes, where are you from? I said, Jersey. Oh, my father, father-in-law, Glassboro State. And I thought, oh my God, I pitched in that that conference in baseball. But I didn't want to get too detailed to him. And I just said, Hey man, where, how can I set this up? And he goes, I handle the social media of our page, OCC roadhouse. I said, beautiful. I'll do it through that. So I didn't want to bother him from last week. I'll wait till next week. But my whole thing was, he was really, really nice. I watched how he interacted with everybody. You're always going to get that one fan that goes up there and he's going to, he's going to have a couple of things to sign. He's going to keep on yapping. And, you know, they're kind of like, will you move it? Will you move it? The guy thinks he really, he pats senior on the back. Like, I'm like you. Like, you know what I mean? You're always going to get that guy's going to slow it down. It's like, okay, come on, come on. But he was really, really cool. And I wish them well. I think it's going to be a gold mine. And I, and Paul senior lives down here now. I don't want to tell the town a little bit outside of the Tampa Bay area. And so I'm hoping I'll be able to set up. He said he would do it. So, and I think, and then I posted when I went home and posted on Instagram and they liked it. And so I can provide and we'll give them a little publicity and I'm giving you, I'm giving them a little pub right now. Right. All right. I tell you what, I think, uh, I think that's what we'll do. We'll see what we got. I got a couple of options. I got one thing saved. It's kind of good. I'm working on a few other things. So we'll see. We'll see. But just keep on supporting. Uh, I appreciate it. Tell your peeps, tell your friends. It's the Rock Stops Here podcast. I'm always going to give you a little behind the scenes and stories because I think that's what works. And it's you and me. 
All right? We all, we all are in this dang thing together. And I thank you for supporting me. And until next Tuesday with another edition of The Rock Stops Here, have a great week, man. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>